break all my my illusions here. I can't even deal with this, man. I have to go into therapy. Um, <laughs> but I got to get you on my show, and I'll really hit you hard because I don't want to um, uh, can... throw all your guests. I don't want them to all hang out. When you come to my show, and you're going to link to it. We're gonna. I'm gonna pound you with all this stuff because all my audience will say, "Yeah, let's get Patrick. Let's get him on. Let's get him into the fakeologist uh, okay. belief system." So, <laughs> well, you know, we'll get we, you on, man. After this the little financial thing we've been through, we've been thinking how we're we gonna retool. Maybe this is just God's way of saying this is where. So, you know, it, folks, uh, our listeners, if you if you want me to look into more of these things that Tim's talking about, just let me know. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. The customer's always right, right? Something, yeah. something, something like that. Um, okay, let me. I can let me look at these emails here. Where you? I, I can I can you give me two minutes, Pat? Because we've uh, gone a little overtime, which I'm happy to do. But I got to take a couple, make a oh, couple no, interruptions. Oh no, no problem. I, 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 I got to do a break anyway. Just hang out, and I'll okay. I'll talk a little bit, and just come back okay. in. Yeah, I'll come. No problem. Okay. This guy's a trip, huh? Uh, this one radio network.com. Wow. Um, you know, I don't, you know, trust me, I don't doubt any of this stuff. I mean, I'm to the point here, I'd, I don't believe anything anymore. And Farrah Fawcett being a girl, boy, you know, that'd be a stretch for me, but who knows, man. What am I going to do here? But let, you know, let us know. That's that's part of our our thing that we're doing with kind of rebooting. We're going to have to, you know, come up with new and creative ways to um, finance this whole thing. And uh, I think a lot of it's going to come down to you donating and exchanging value for value, because uh, you know maybe the model of promoting products is has worn its Welcome. I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I can't, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. We'll just see. But um, I like change, you know? I like change. Change is good. Change is good. Change your sheets. Change your underwear. Change is good. Previously with Stephanie Seneff, PhD, research scientist with MIT on her work with glyphosate's GMO and sulfur. I know you really care about sulfur, and so do I. You know, I really think sulfur is crucial for health and that we have a massive problem with sulfur deficiency in this country. Uh, one of the proteins that I found that is disrupted by glyphosate because it has an essential glycine is sulfotransferase. That's a protein that moves sulfate from one molecule to another. But it's really, really important to be able to do that. And why wouldn't it be able to do it? Because the glyphosate disrupts the the natural sulfur cycle in our body? The cell won't be able to defend itself with sulfate if it can't put the sulfate there. And of course, glyphosate chelates sulfurs. A perfect storm in the challenges department, perhaps, but we're getting creative. So we know that we've been low on sulfur for years because of the chemical fertilizer, and now the GMO thing, which is disrupting the sulfur cycle. And we know with sufficient amounts of sulfur in the body, it's the natural way that the body gets these heavy metals, for example, mercury and mercury sulfate, out of the body if we have enough sulfur. Click and order sulfur today on oneradionetwork.com. It's a great product, and, uh, and we're actually going to order some, some more today. If you'd like to get in on this order, just email me now, right now, patrick 
at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Molecular hydrogen is an incredible technology that that we learned about oh uh, over three years ago. Let's see, uh, three and a half years ago, and we've been breathing hydrogen gas and drinking hydrogen water for a long time. We recently upgraded what we believe is an upgrade to a another machine. The other one is great. Nothing wrong with it. But we are now promoting and have been for, for a few months the holy hydrogen machine, also called Hydrofix. And you can finance this puppy, which is one of the key factors why we moved, because you wanted to be able to finance this thing. Um, because who's got $2,000 lying around? I certainly didn't. And when I bought mine a few months ago, and I pay a couple hundred bucks a month for it, and I love it. And it makes really, I think, food-grade hydrogen. And there's no lie. It's a technology that is out of Japan. And Japan is the number one researcher, user of molecular hydrogen in the world. These people are all over it. This is where the holy hydrogen machine is made in Japan. Uh, using very expensive metals inside the machine. It's it's a really high-level technology, the holy hydrogen machine. Use promo code one radio for $100 off. And get yourself one of these guys. You can make a couple quarts of water, and you can drink a quart of this water in the morning. And, you know, I think... I think uh, Three or four liters is a, is a reasonable thing in the water with the salt. I'm really doing well with the heavy salt uh, over a teaspoon in each quart. Uh, listen to Darko Valchek's uh, show yesterday. I think you'll find some pretty fun things will happen when you introduce salt and water uh, together into your body, a lot of it. Um, interesting. I mean, think about this. This, this could be uh, an amazing technology that I, after studying this stuff for 50 years, uh, never knew the value of a good sea salt and a lot of it in water and what it will do as far as hydrating the body. Crazy. Anyway, uh, check it out. If you'd like to get the hydrogen machine, go to oneradionetwork.com. Use promo code oneradio and get it, baby. If you'd like to get some muscles, I've been doing this for three months, four months now. It's called the X3. It works on uh, latex bands. That is a variable resistance. It's much safer, much more effective than uh, weightlifting. I think you'll find it fascinating. Uh, I do it every, every day now. You can do it. It takes about 15, 20 minutes. And I read on the internet that that girls like muscles, so since I'm going to get married someday and have kids, I thought I would get some muscles because, you know, girls like muscles. So, uh, really, I mean, it's just, uh, it's crazy. Um, and it works on a, a system of bands that are connected to a, a plate that you stand on. So, say you're doing an overhead press, right? And you have these bands 
that are on a plate that you're standing on. And then if I can move back and show you, and then you are doing an overhead press. So you have this steel bar, and then you're doing this. So you can visualize it. It's hooked to these bands that I'm standing on, and it's like, and then you go down like this, and you still have pressure on the muscles that are affected, and then you go back up like this. And you keep doing it until you you can't do any more. You go to failure, like, that's it. You just stop. And that's when you get the most impact on your muscles. And uh, they, they just grow without tearing the ligaments, which is why muscles um, have to rest generally with weights three or four days before you do it again because you're sore. There's no soreness. You could do this. You do it every day. Now, what's that about? So this is a new technology that was developed by Dr. John Jaquish. People have known this. You can actually see folks doing this in gyms that understand the variable resistance, and they use chains and stuff. But this is very cool. I think it's about 500 bucks. You can finance it very easily. Uh, just, you know, use debt as a blessing, as Andrew Goss used to say, just do it and get it. And by the time you pay for it, you'll have more muscles than you've had your whole life. I mean, I've had my body going on 77 years and I've never had uh, this kind of strength and endurance and muscles ever, ever. It's crazy. Check it out. It's on our website. It's called X3 and it's on oneradionetwork.com. We'll go back here and I suspect Tim will be back in, in business here. I suspect he will. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're with Mr. Fakeologist.com. Tim, are you there? I am here. i got to step over one more quick second to, That's all right. That's all right. on my rounds. But um, no I was listening to you talk about salt, and I agree wholeheartedly. I've never heard of your guest that you were talking about, Darko, but yeah, check I out. have a guy on my broadcast called an ounce of salt per day ah. his name is frank he's from geelong corporation of victoria corporation of australia huh. and he is fantastic he actually came out of retirement he makes salt huh. for a corporation in australia it's his company and uh, if it didn't cost so much to ship it i'd get it i i buy um i buy the queen's or now the king's recommended salt it's called uh uh, what did he recommend? Uh, begins with an M. I can't remember right now. But anyway, I, I I I eat probably more salt than most people say you should. But uh, Frank gives out the scientific reasoning, and basically everything we've been told about salt is a lie. I know. I when know. we're told to not eat salt, it's the uh, it's the opposite. So once more, because we live in inverted in an inverted world. You just do the opposite to what you're told, and you'll you'll be you'll be healthy. Exactly. Yeah. So. Send me when you get a chance. Send me Frank's stuff, and we'll have him on. The fellow we talked to yesterday, you can check it out on BitChute, is Darko Valchek, and he really digs into the salt and how to use it and why it's really good. I think you'll enjoy it, Darko, on our BitChute. But go ahead and do your thing, and uh, just just I'm going to leave your mic open and just jump in when you're done. Will do, will do. Just okay. Give me one. No problem. 
He drives for a living. It's funny, huh? Come on, come on in before we uh, before we let uh, Tim go. What kind of? You must have some questions. This guy's cool, man. My head's about to explode, but um. Oh, somebody emailed me and said that he didn't believe that this idea that we have been talking about that in Japan the the ambulance uses hydrogen medically, but I, I and I emailed that to the hydrogen man Greg, and he said the number one university in the world that uses hydrogen medically in Japan uses it in their ambulances. Not all the ambulances in Japan are able to do that yet, so only some do. So, so that's the hydrogen thing in the and the. Uh, and hydrogen is going to, I keep hearing that hydrogen, as the president of the EU keeps saying, that is going to be the new energy. I, I don't quite understand why hydrogen, or she says, or hydrogen. Um, by the way, I think the whole Hindenburg thing, that was another phony event where they said that hydrogen was this super dangerous gas and we can't use it anymore. That was the end of hydrogen as an energy source back then, and you gotta wonder why. Yeah, and well that, that ties into this, uh, an emailer from uh, Greg, does your guest think that, as some people Patrick's had on, Steve Falconer and Crow, who's Crow 777 is gonna be on t- next week, I believe that the whole nuclear thing is a scam, nuclear weapons. Have you looked into that? Absolutely. Do you think it is? Um, yeah, me absolutely. too. Me too, man. Yeah, yeah. Nucle- nuclear science, it, the, the whole idea of nuclear science, I think, is phony as well. And the, the, my, the, my main logic, and you might not like this logic, was, listen, when you found out that 9-11 was a lie, everything we're told, and right. by the way, you won't like this, your audience may not like this, including the victims, yeah, you heard me right. If you go to fake11.com forward slash Vixim, V-I-C-S-I-M, that will introduce you to the concept of Vixim or simulated victim. And one of the things that Simon Shack and Hoy Ploy, his partner, found when they were looking through the CNN memorial site, and yeah, CNN, the media, was curating the memorial site of the victims. That doesn't really make sense either. What he found was that because there were many problems with the way the HTML pages were created, the web pages were created, they were done in such a sequence that it looked like they created the web pages and then created the victims to fit into the web pages because of the way that their names are, the way that the photos were. It's just a whole study in simulating victims. And if you go to fake11.com forward slash 11, the number 11, Mm -hmm. you'll find a post on my website where I, there's 11 ways to simulate a victim. And if nobody died on 9-11, as we're told, then what the hell was this all about? But, but the buildings came down, Right. Absolutely. Okay, then and one of my there, had to, be, there had to be thousands of people them. in the buildings. Why? 
Well, I don't know, because at 9 o'clock the in the whole, morning, the people, whole, people were in there. The whole area was under a FEMA drill that day, where they evacuated the area. You remember those words, drill? Oh, that's right. There, there was a drill. A- I had no idea that they evacuated the area. Well, of course. Just well, like they evacuated the era, area in and around the time when the train derailed in East Palestine. Right, yeah. And coincidentally, they did a movie <laughs> that simulated that whole thing only released six weeks before on Netflix, another propaganda outlet. What a coincidence. And some of the people in the movie were actually victims in reality, as they call it, uh, of the East Palestine so-called train derailment. So what another happy coincidence. They were in the movie playing victims, and then they were victims in this so-called reality that we're living in, the simulation. So what about that? So there's just too many coincidences that are astronomically mathematically impossible Impossible. to be real so it's a lot easier just to say hey they film the train derailment at the same time they filmed it during the movie where they spend a hundred million dollars for a movie that is unwatchable and then lo and behold the day of the whole area is blocked off you can't get near it and then when they do let a few guys near it, you're looking at a film set just like when you go to Disney World and they blow stuff up and there's actors all around. It looks kind of real, but because you're looking behind the scenes, you realize that it's not real, but it sounded real. It smells real. So that's how they do these things. They conduct drills or simulations and then say, oh, uh oh, all of a sudden the train fell off the tracks and it's leaking. You run, everyone, run. So, but the, it there, just, it defies logic. The, there, there was definitely some kind of toxic materials released in Palestine. Yes. Well, the one guy who may or may not be a real investigative reporter was walking around, and a lot of the, and a lot of the EPA meters that he saw all read zero. In other words, they're registering nothing. So maybe at the time of, I think they just let a coal. They, they had a coal uh, car, and they just lit it on fire. That made the black smoke, because when you burn vinyl chloride or when you burn PVC, which are the polyvinyl chloride pellets that they use to make plastics, uh, that, is, that smoke is usually white, not black. We all know black smoke is from coal burning coal so Hmm. you know they're not when they do the simulation they do need props they need need props for someone that may look at it to to look at say oh yeah yeah it really was there i really did see the smoke blow okay but what was it Uh, somebody sent me a video of erin brockovich you remember her and she was doing a news conference there and there was a lot of people, and there were people that were telling her that their dog, their pets died and things like that, and they were sick. I mean, what's that about? Well, yeah, well, my, uh, my daughter's uh, boyfriend, her, her dog, his dog just died, and he was sick, most likely from the food and the vaccinations, but 
you know, there's a million stories, then they're just stories. You know, when you're doing an operation, you got to bring in props, including actors who have stories. Because, and the more emotional, the better, because emotional stories are what move people and scare people. So you need lots of really anecdotal stories that people can relate to. Um, Tim Truth, who is a great broadcaster on Odyssey, Tim Truth, he's really been digging into it. And he's talking to a guy, and I talked to this guy who is from North Lima, Ohio, which is only 10, 15 miles away from East Palestine. And he is explaining how they're doing the simulation. Now, I'm not sure if he believes it's a simulation or a drill with crisis actors, but he really is showing how a lot of the so-called locals on Facebook are telling everyone, oh, this is terrible, you got to evacuate. But when he went down there, he said there's nothing. Really? No smell, nothing. So, you know, there are some real reporters trying to get to the bottom of it. Um, they're hard to sort out, but these are all op- these are all influence operations to make and set set the conditions for new laws and new new things that are going to bring America and the rest of the world into the twenty first century. That's what Agenda 21 is, the mm-hmm. project for the new American century. It's a worldwide plan, and I don't think most people are going to go along with it, but they won't see the big plan. They only see pieces of the plan. It's like when you're trying, when you're a blind man and you're trying to describe an elephant. You walk up to the elephant, you use your hands, you say, no, this isn't an elephant, it's just, an, it's just a leg. <laughs> Someone at the other end said, no, it's just a snake, there's this thin tail. You can't see the whole elephant unless you know what's going on. So everyone is going to just look at little pieces of the puzzle. You're never going to see the whole puzzle. That's kind of what we do at our website, try and put all the pieces together to get the real picture. You know, it's a big leap uh, for most of us, even myself, to to believe, Tim, that these people are that clever, that organized, that good at what they're doing to have all of this stuff just being make-believe. But it's possible. Well, well, they want you to think that the governors are incompetent. That's why they put these clowns in front of you, like uh, Biden and Fetterman. Uh, they want you to think these guys are just incompetent, dundering fools. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, those guys, and Biden really might have dementia. I don't know. I haven't quite made my decision whether he is playing the role of a doddering old fart or he really is that way. I mean, it's possible that he is starting to lose his marbles at 80. I don't know. But they want you to think the government is incompetent. But the people that are behind the government, the so-called deep state that, mm-hmm. that uh, what's his name, Trump Stiltskin refers to all the time, uh, they, there are very smart people that rule this world. Very smart people. You have to. You have to imagine that. That's, sure, that's not of course. that. Yeah. That's not that big a stretch. No, no, no. The only the only thing is they have an anti-human Satanist type agenda where they don't like people. They don't like excesses of people. They want to get rid of the excess people and replace all the mundane work with with robots, hmm. which is already happening. Go to any car factory. It's probably more robots and people in there now. They do a much better 
they can do a much better job. They don't get paid vacation. They don't take sick days. <laughs> they don't complain about wages. They just keep doing it. So, you know, our controller, our governors are very smart. Very smart. They, they hire the best people to do the work and run the place. That, I believe. I can't prove it, but I believe it. Have you now, now, they're out, now they're out in the open. Yeah. They're not fooling around anymore. They had enough fooling around. The experiment's over. They want to get everyone under control, under digital ID, on the programmable money, on the carbon credit allowance, on the social credit allowance. Does your audience have any idea what's coming down the pike? Well, we've talked quite a bit about, you know, the central bank digital currencies, and that's certainly in the offering. Hmm. Well, it's so much more than that. Like what? The carbon allowance is, is, is yeah, the oh big, yeah. Yeah. That's the big, that's the big stick that they're going to use, where anything and everything you do will have a carbon allowance a carbon value so right. when you eat a steak they'll give that 10 carbon <laughs> emission points you're only going to get 2000 you're only going to get 2 tons of carbon allowed per year yeah and most people by their measurement emit 20000 10 times that so you're going to have to cut back everything you're doing by 90% but that's only Driving, if you buy into eating. the... As Steve Falconer talked a lot about this the last time he was on. That's only if you buy into and use the central bank digital currency, which isn't going to be optional. I'm not going to use no, it. Well, at the, at the beginning, it'll be optional, but it's optional now in Nigeria, and most people are re rejecting their, their E-Naira, as it's called. Right. But then the government just starts doing things like well, you know what, everyone, you can only take out half of the fiat currency you did last month. So now you're not going to have access to our play money. So you're going to have to use it. And they're going to use incentives. and They use carrots and sticks. But if the carrots don't work, the stick gets bigger. Right. But so it's really good but, for but us to discuss ways to operate. So yeah, people know what's coming down. It's important, down. right, because... There'll be, we'll just have to figure out ways, Tim, to operate out of the banking system or out of the fiat currency system and all different ways that you talk about with cryptos. And, yeah, and, yeah, but not just, it's okay if you and I get used to it and, and look into it, but we need everyone else to do the same thing. That's the challenge. And, and you know that you need a whole superstructure to make people do things they don't want to do. That's what's happening now. Right. I mean, the governors have all the levers. And look at, they haven't had great success in all their plans either. So it'll be hard for us to get our message out and get our tools going. So it's a great thought, but let's be practical about how this actually might come about. Here's an email. If we can all agree that this place called Earth is a physical realm than to operate yeah. within observations garnered from physical science should be our basis to establish truth. In my 43 years on Earth, I have yet to observe liquid water form as a 
body without a container, as soon as someone is able to repeatedly demonstrate the contrary, then I will say living on an oblate spheroid with a surface of 70% liquid water is at least possible. Okay. That's okay. a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Um, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm not... I never said I was the smartest smartest tool in the tool shed. No, I understand. Hey, here's, a, here's one for you. Can you please ask your guest what he thinks about gematria? Does he believe that the cabal might actually be uh, communing with interdimensional beings and are serving these entities. Also, how can we people benefit through gematria, like through sports bets? I don't know. <laughs> well, about I interviewed gematria. Zach Hubbard. I I, I I interviewed Zach Hubbard of uh, gematria. I like the guy. He's good, and I think he's taken his talent for choosing patterns and numbers into the sports betting realm and i think he's making money but uh some guy named jake the asshole has gone through all his betting picks based on gematry and found out he has a less than 50 percent success record hmm. so i think it's a lot of bs myself i love the numbers um i had a guest on that uh is a big fan of pi you know 22 over 7 3.142857 and he's another fascinating guy, and he thinks most of the numbers are just, it's just pattern recognition, but he has another take on it. So I, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, it's fun, but I, I just, I, I love looking at the patterns and the numbers, but I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Here's if one I buy from into it. Beverly. I really appreciate having hearing your guests this morning, but I think that the idea that everybody or lots of people are going to come around and change things is naive. Uh, Most people are just going to destruct, destruct themselves. Doesn't sound good English, but I hear what, I hear what they're saying. I I hear what they're saying. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it takes a lot to, to come around. It's taken us, me many years but yeah i agree it's uh it's gonna take a lot um patrick just can you give me two more minutes while you're looking sure sure go for it this one radio network.com if you uh would like to uh hear certain shows more of this more of that less of this less of that as we are kind of re-engineering ourselves as we went through this little financial thing, and thank you so much for your kind support. It's amazing. We had to do a little capital raise because the sales of our products had just plummeted over the last three or four years, three or four months, for a lot of different reasons. Our listenership was solid, but the sales, and and this is how we support ourselves. So we're going to have to come up with another model um, along with, uh, the products, because, you know, um, but um, if you if you want to take part in helping us to reprogram a lot of shows and do more of this or more of that or less of this, less of that, email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Don't forget, 
We have 15 years of audio podcasts covering all kinds of stuff. We have uh, 10 years or 12 years of The Real World of Money with Andrew Goss and 12 years of times, well, four shows a month. And if you dig into The Real World of Money shows, uh, you'll get a PhD in finance and understand how the monetary system works as I've been blessed to learn after many years as Andrew is my mentor, but all kinds of things. And these are all at no cost. So if you think these these things are worth something, why don't you sign up and do a, you know, 20 bucks a month or something. You can do it easily with the donation uh, ad and, um, and then help us to be sustainable so we don't have to, uh, you know, just kind of, you know what I'm saying. So, so do that if you'd like whatever, 10, 20 bucks a month. And, and I, think it's, I think it's good to exchange value for value. If you find what we're doing here is valuable, then uh, that'd be a good thing to do. And you'll, you'll feel better doing it like that anyway. Because, you know, in, in reality, there's no, there's no free lunch. We all should exchange uh, something for what we get. It's just uh, the way it works in physical reality, uh, a good balance to exchange. And um, also a reminder that one of the things that I do is a, a little project we do, Patrick, in your pocket, that my specialty is understanding who we are, uh, why we are, and where we are, soul, mind, body, how this all works in physical reality, how we do create a reality, how we create diseases, how we heal through using divine spirit, the ether. This is what my passion is and what I have written a couple screenplays on and working on a book called It Takes a Long Time to Get Young and how to, that the old aging thing is a scam. And if you would like to do a private session with me, we don't charge for it. It's all in our donation thing. And just email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. I'm a very good listener and just listening to you asking questions I think I can help you to uncover some why if you feel stuck in any area of your life, and I do and I enjoy it, we do an hour video and then unlimited email support after that, no charge. Uh, uh, It'd be great if you want to donate something afterwards, whatever you think is worth, then that's what it is. I don't, you know, whatever. That's the way we do it. Just email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. We'll spend a few more minutes here. We've really stayed over time with our guest. His name is Ab, and it's fakeologist.com, and he's probably one of the tiniest tinfoil hat guys I've ever come across in my years on on the radio. You there, Tim? I don't think he's back yet. He, he drives for a living. He's a, he's a driver, so he has to get out from time to time and make deliveries. And this is how he... he understands all this stuff, this listening to podcasts over. All these people, I've never heard about these people that he talks about, never heard of. I don't get out much, you know, I, I keep a pretty uh, low focus profile on health and spirituality and money stuff and geopolitics, but really high level, broad, uh, I don't go down rabbit holes like he does, I just don't have the uh, the mentality for it, you know. I. I take the position pretty much that the whole thing is made up 
uh, the matrix. I don't care how deep it goes. I don't. I don't do any of it, and uh, just learn how to take care of myself, take care of my family, and try to figure out how I can share ideas with you so you can do the same thing. Okay, you're back. Just tell me. I'm back. I'm back. Well, we're having an epic show today, Patrick. Epic show. Have you ever seen the movie? Reminds me of that crypto, Epic Cash. Epic Cap. Have you, oh yeah, before you go, I want to talk about that. Have you ever seen the movie Drive? I think I may have seen it. It's a David Cronenberg film. Is it Cronenberg? Um, no. Um, I think he's a Canadian guy. Maybe maybe not. What's it about? It's about a guy who drives for a living. That's what he does. So I thought you'd like that. Check it out. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of the movie called Crash. Yeah, yeah, that's Crash. No, this is called Drive. It's really good. <laughs> since you're a driver. What's it about? Oh, it's a, it's a driver. That, that's how he drives for a living. And, he, and uh, um, pretty cool. Really cool stuff. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll like it. Yeah, is yeah. that it? He drives for a living. That he, sounds boring. No, no, but he gets into all kinds of issues and trouble and trouble doing it. But uh, who's the guy, uh, the real famous actor who was in La La Land? You know, I mean, um, he stars in the movie. Anyway, check it out. Okay. You'll, you'll like it. You'll like it. I'll check it out. Check it out. Since you're drive for a living. Yes, I do. Yeah, I know you drive for a living. Let's do a few more here. Before. So I like that you're talking about value for value. That's really important. And I think people need to support independent content creators. And the way, I think the best way is just directly. I think it's, I know I know that Alex sells his tangy tangerine yeah. and his vitamins, but I think it's really important to just, exchange value directly whether it be paypal or some of the cryptocurrencies that may or may not hold value in the future but for sure i think you're you're on the right track well it feels like it tell talk about that one crypto before you go that you like that we should learn more about what was the name of that one it's called Epic Cash. Epic and Cash. Out of thousands and thousands of different cryptos, mm-hmm. it is the one that I am looking at, and friends of mine are looking at. And it's it's a better Bitcoin. It's based on Bitcoin, hmm. which is still the granddaddy of them all. It's still probably the most widely known, widely accepted. And Epic Cash is a privacy version of that where Bitcoin uses an open blockchain ledger where anyone can look at all the wallets and see what's transacted with them. Mm-hmm. Epic Coin uses a privacy feature where the transactions are scrambled and you can't track and trace them. Mm. So it's really private. So I couldn't look into your wallet and see who sent you something. I couldn't tell where it came from. So it's private in that way. And it's just starting out. Well, it's been started for a few years, but it's just starting to get on some of the major exchanges, which makes it easier to purchase it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What platform uh, do you use to purchase Epicoin? Which one do you use? 
Okay, I use a wallet called Vite, V-I-T-E. V-I-T-E. And you can go to fake11.com forward slash epic1 to watch a video <laughs> and get the link to Vite. Mm-hmm. And you can put your Bitcoin on that wallet and you can exchange trade Bitcoin for Epic on that wallet. And it's not an exchange. It's not a, they don't hold your money. That's your wallet. So you have the, you have the seed phrases, which is the key to your wallet. It's not on any, it doesn't, the money doesn't stay on any exchange that can be seized. So it's all yours. I see. So can there's you... a guy I talk to weekly called Uncle Vigilante. <laughs> he has his own YouTube channel. And he actually talks weekly to the guy that founded the coin. And you can question him and and ask him anything and everything, which is the only crypto I've ever known where you can actually talk to the guy that is running and helping to design it so if you have a tough question he's the guy he'll answer you and that's pretty unique you can't call you don't know or can't find or talk to the founder of bitcoin all right how many federal reserve notes does it take to buy an epic coin well i'm gonna get you a quote right now from coingecko.com <laughs> coingecko and currently, Epic Cash is trading at a dollar forty U.S. Oh, hmm. it is. It was forty cents about two months ago. Wow! And uh, hmm. as it gets listed, and you have, the, and they have, they did a fundraiser from people like you and me to make to get money. So it could be listed on different exchanges that cost money so as it gets listed on more exchanges then more people will be able to convert fiat or bitcoin in more places to epic so i'm not use i'm not promoting it as a thing to invest money in crypto or any currency speculation is not for people that don't have money to lose right exactly yeah. but if you want to exchange value if you want to send a dollar to someone anonymously and you want it to be fairly frictionless i.e no big um no big uh commission to do so like paypal paypal when someone gives me a dollar they take 20 percent. right so i don't get i don't get a lot of it so if you want to use a method of exchange that is very cheap and fast and it's not they don't they don't care what you're buying because PayPal does care who you're sending money to and they have threatened as you know to take up to $2500 out of your account if it's someone they don't agree with If you somebody wanted that? to buy Epic Cash today using dollars do you know yeah. a platform they could use to do that yeah they would use the Vite wallet oh, the, v- the Vite, Vite wallet? is the way i do it mm-hmm. and there are steps outlined in the video at fake11.com forward slash epic one mm-hmm. that tell you how to do it 
So the first thing they'd have to do is get Bitcoin. And you can go to your corner store and shove your fiat dollars into a Bitcoin machine. And they'll take 14% or so, but you'll get Bitcoin. And then you just send that Bitcoin at that machine to your Veet wallet, and then you're off to the races. Oh, so you got to have Bitcoin though first, right? Right. At this, right now. But I think that is going to change relatively shortly. So I've been using it for a while, and I've been exchanging value. And uh, the more people that use it, the the higher the demand for it, which will drive up the price. Whereas your U.S. dollars are being deflated every day as they bail out more banks and print more money, they're doing the opposite. They are flooding the market with more fiat, which lowers the value of every fiat dollar out there. Epic Cash and most crypto, many cryptos, but Epic Cash in particular, they can't make more Epic. They can only be mined. And there's a whole proof of work where you can't, where they mine the Epic and make more Epic. I see. Do they so, have a limited value similar to Bitcoin, Tim? A limited number? A limited, I mean? a limited number is the same as Bitcoin. I believe it's going to be 21 million mm -hmm. Epic coins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously, most people can't buy one Bitcoin, but you can buy, and you do buy, fractions. Yeah, you buy fractions. Up to a billionth of a Bitcoin, so it's going to be the same with Epic. Epic is the same, except it's private. Where Bitcoin is not, right? Bitcoin is not private. It's an open ledger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an open book. Mm -hmm. So... Did Bitcoin go up it's with this a, whole banking thing? I haven't looked at the price. Let me check it. Yeah, out. Bitcoin is doing well today. It's at twenty-five thousand. Almost twenty-six. It's wow! Done. Wow! Mm. It's yeah, it's doing very well. And yeah, uh, you see, it would probably go to the moon if people realized what inflation was, what printing money is. As more people educate themselves on the nature of money, and I said to you on our previous pre-call that I think crypto is where the internet was at the beginning. Yeah. Because once people realize that there are very easy, scalable, easy to use methods of exchanging value, we could create our own banking system wherever. You're right. Texas could have its own crypto, the, the Texas coin, because <laughs> if we want to keep the money in Texas, well, I wouldn't even do that, but we could have, if we wanted to exchange something that had long-term value, where we could really set the rules that we all agree on, that we are not making more Texas dollars, we're going to cap it at $21 million, no matter what politician comes in, no matter what banker comes in, then it will hold its value. Indeed. Or we can, or we can direct its direction as a group of people that agree upon it. Have a look. And really, that's that's the danger. If I was a world banker, my goal would be to discredit all cryptos, which was what happened with the Sam Bankman mm -hmm. psyop, which mm -hmm. was no doubt a psyop. They even used words. They even named the characters in their psyops funny names. You know, like Bernie Madoff, Madoff with your money, right. Sam Bankman, and they even invented a family where his his parents were financial regulators 
Now, how's that? What they're trying to say is even a financial regulator couldn't control his out-of-control son, and he <laughs> stole all this money. Do you really think that happened? And then they bring in a couple well-known actors saying, oh, this guy lost his money. So even do you, you really think, do you really think they bring these actors in to make bolster the story, make it more interesting? But the point is that I think cryptos, whether it's Epic or Bitcoin or whatever one you think is or the majority of people think has integrity and can't be corrupted, stolen or otherwise abused, then we can have all kinds of pretty easy to use, accessible, have future value coins, and we can really compete with the banksters. We don't need a world currency. We don't even need a country currency. We can keep it yeah. pretty low. As long as, you, as long as you agree to accept it, and you agree that it has value, and you agree that it will have future value, because obviously I'm not going to take a Lebanon lira right now. Because they keep crashing by 10, 20, 30% every day. So if you said to me, if I said to you, I want to give you some lira from Lebanon, you'd say, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think I want to. <laughs> that's not going to be worth anything tomorrow. Right. But if I tell you I'm going to give you an epic cash, because I, I think based on my research, it might be worth 100 bucks in a year, well, you might consider taking that. Because obviously you want to. <clears throat> You don't want it to lose its value. But if I told you I'm giving you a U.S. dollar that's probably going to be worth 10% less next year, well, you're going to have to do your budget based on that, aren't you? I have a little Bitcoin story for you I think you'll appreciate. In 2008, I met a fellow by the name of Bruce Wagner, and he had a, a local television show in New York. I think it was on cable or something, and it was all about Bitcoin. And uh, I interviewed him, and the audio show is on our website today. You can listen to it. Just put in Bruce Wagner or something. And Bitcoin was a quarter, 25 cents. And this guy knew deep in, in his DNA, Tim, that this thing was going to be big. He just knew it. And we all thought he was crazy. I mean, you know, come on. This was, this was 15 years ago, right? And... Uh, a friend of mine and I, we bought $500 worth. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, but then then we had them in Mt. Gox. Remember the Mt. Gox thing? Okay, so you didn't actually have you didn't actually have your coins. They were on an exchange. That, this was before wallets. Nobody even knew what that was. You know, We had them on well, an exchange. Well, wallets? I don't know. Well, I no, didn't know. Wallets existed. Wallets have always, that was, that's, that's how it started. So wallets have always existed. But here we go again with convenience. It's more convenient to leave it on exchange. I didn't know. I mean, we just did. Yeah. Anyway, so we lost them all. But that's... You oh, know, I'm sorry. That's all right. But he back then, it, this is a great story I'll tell my grandkids, that he said, well, I, I could set you up where you could take Bitcoin on your website right now. Let me set you up. And I didn't do it, of course, because I thought, you know, he's talking like, you know, International Space Station or something, just because, yeah. of, you know, I, I was brain dead. But... Um, it's just uh, no. You're just not aware. Oh, yeah. You're not brain dead. You can't know everything. No, I understand. You know, that. and obviously, <laughs> obviously, Bitcoin could have disappeared too. So, uh, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So he just he was right. Okay, I don't think he's 
um, clairvoyant in any way, but he was aware of emerging technology. And again, if, if nobody agreed to its usefulness and or its future value, then it would have gone nowhere, like most cryptos. Right. So That's how it is. It's confidence, um, right? As my mentor used to say, say, it's a confidence game. You lose confidence in something and it's yeah. over. Yeah. Confidence and acceptance and understanding. And, and that's why if I can get you into Epic, even if you, and again, I would not recommend investing any money in currency if, that you can't afford to lose because you could speculate in the Swiss franc and most people, many people do. And it goes up and down, and there's no limit to loss right. <laughs> other than – so you, it's not for most people. But if you want something to exchange value for and send it around the world, um, then it's something to look at. And it'll get you into crypto. So if something better comes along, at least you know how to use it, whether it's Epic or whatever else is available. And even if someone takes the Epic – prototype which is open and makes it better and calls it Timponi then at least you'll be in a position where you know what's going on and you can you can you can judge it and use it you know how to use it and then you don't have to use the programmable CBDC that your government will give to you if you don't do anything which is what will happen for most people hmm. Sam wants to know if you think oh, this is great dinosaurs and nuclear weapons are psyops are real. I think they're made up. They're, they're psyops. JohnLeBond.com, a friend of mine, JohnLeBond.com. Go to his website. He has a great video on the dinosaur hoax. And uh, there's no doubt uh, it's just... Ex he cut out there for a minute. Hello? But, oh, you you cut out for a minute. You said there's no doubt, and then your audio cut out. No doubt, it no doubt it's a myth. Yeah. Just like the nuclear myth. Just like the nuclear, just the whole nuclear science, nuclear power. You know, if nuclear power was so wonderful, we'd all be using it now, and not. But I think that hoax is just about over as well. Where uh, they say France is mostly run on nuclear power. No, there's there's no way they're phasing out all their nuclear. Because they're getting power from the grid, the European grid that's all connected. So you don't know where your power is coming from if it's all connected. I really just took the logic, I didn't finish saying this, that if, if anything and everything that they tell us can be a lie, then what else scares the hell out of you? And the main thing that I've always been scared about, even though they haven't promoted it in the last 30, 40 years, is nuclear war where they have a weapon that can destroy the entire Earth, the Sword of Damocles hanging over all nations. Do you think, and it's a brilliant Do you think that's a real? Do you think they have these, these weapons? No. No. I didn't think so. No, yeah. Nuclear science, nuclear power, everything nuclear is fake. They have TNT and lots of it. But imagine, that that's a great way to keep detente between nations. You notice how they gave it to opposing mm. nations that couldn't stop fighting with each other, like India and Pakistan. They, right, right, right. How do you get them to stop? Just say, oh, you got nuclear weapons? So, yeah, you start it, and then we'll, we'll in the end, we'll both blow each other to, Smith, to kingdom come. So it keeps them in detente the whole time. It's actually a pretty good strategy if you want to keep the world from blowing, from killing each other. But, but the nuclear power plants in operation today, California and other places, they do generate power. 
I don't think they do, no. Really? I think they're dump load facilities. Dump load? I live right beside a nuclear power plant, and I actually was kind of afraid to do it. I thought the property values would be lower, but they weren't. And then when I when I took a tour of the plant back before COVID, it, with my idea that it was fake, uh, when I took the tour, I there were so many things within the tour that confirmed my suspicions that it was completely fake that I thought, wow, all you guys are just turning dials like, uh, like the guys at NASA. And by the way, their computers are from the 50s. And they look like the the film set or the so-called control room that is in Houston uh, that they replicated at Cape Carnaveral, which again is old, big uh, computers. And I asked the guy, or he, I asked the guy, why are you guys using old computers? It's 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 all these years later. We know computers don't last. Nothing lasts forever. You know, things break down. Uh, the cathode ray tubes, you can't get replacements, so you have to, you're forced to upgrade. And he said, ah, we're not upgrading because everything works so well. Hmm. Why would we upgrade? I thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's your explanation why you're using 1950s technology to run this place? Makes no sense, but if it's a film prop or, or just a prop, it does make sense. But my idea about electricity is the the grid is always overcharged because if everyone at halftime turns on their toasters, there will there will be a brownout. So they need to have the, the grid overcharged at all times because electricity can't be stored; it has to be consumed right away when it's generated. Mm -hmm. That's why mm -hmm. that's why they always have to meet demand. So if a if a plant fires up. A car plant, they have to call the operator of the grid and say, listen, we're turning on all the power here. We're going to need 2,000 megawatts. So the guy says, wait, I'll turn up the coal plant. All they do is just blow more coal dust and, and make the flames hotter, and then they make more power. But if people don't use the power, then in a modern grid, the grid operator has to, to dump it somewhere fast he doesn't have a lot of time because if he doesn't he'll blow transformers so what a dump load facility is is it will take the excess power and in a nuclear power plant scenario it'll boil it off so everything will look the same except the power is going in not going out well i know it's alternating current but most of the current alternates its way in so then they boil the water they let off the steam they could turn a turbine but it's not generating power so they use it to dump the power. So everything looks the same to everyone, including the operators. They can't see which way the power is going. They can just read the dial. Right, right. Kind of like the, part of the, the people at NASA during the, the moon thing. They didn't know what was going on. Ah, come on. I, You know what? Every company tries to keep secrets. Like where I work, some guy said, I can't tell you what's going on. <laughs> Uh, with regards to this one thing. I said, why not? And he said, oh, I was told I can't tell anyone. It was just yesterday. I said, okay, don't worry, I'll find out. <laughs> so I don't believe that the guys at NASA... You don't think they, they knew? Maybe some, some of them might know, but again, what are you going to do with that knowledge? First of all, you'd be biting the hand that feeds you, and you'd be screwing yourself if you went and told everyone this is BS, because you're making money. You're stealing money, actually. And if you did go rogue, who would you tell? 
the media? <laughs> Who's going to believe they it? They own the media. Yeah, they own it. <laughs> They're not going to put your story out. You could start a podcast, but then you're going to be labeled a crank like me. <laughs> so you're not going to go very far. This is, so, a gr- this is a great one. Ties right the- in. Nate wants to know, does yeah. your guest think about, what does your guest think about the International Space Station satellites? Are they real or are balloons, as many conjecture? Well, I like uh, my friend, InfinitePlaneSociety.com. He calls it the International Fake Station. No, it's not real. They're just, it, you know, Na- NASA is Hollywood South. They use special effects to do all the things they say are being done there. They use and film some some gravity scenes where you got about, what, 20 seconds when a plane is diving to do some filming maybe. Right. But everything right. else is just simulated like Hollyweird. And no, I think it's completely fake. I mean, the next stage in the fakery is to, to bring it down. A lot of people think they're going to crash it. Uh, I just read, I think yesterday, they're creating a, a tugboat. <laughs> I mean, these guys are... These guys have they're, they're just they're not good. that smart. They're, they're humorous. <laughs> no, they're they're great fakers. It's humorous, actually. But no, it's totally fake. Uh, the I, the ISS is as fake as everything else. And as for saddle, I I would call them saddleloons. Mm-hmm. And I do believe NASA is involved in using saddleloons to use do radio transmissions in areas where they can't easily run wires i think most of communications is underground sea cables those are real Mm -hmm. and they got robots laying them now so it's a lot easier i watched a video that i think is real where they just use uh, robots to lay the cable dig it into the bottom of the ocean and there's tons of cables that's real that's a real technology that's how i talk to australia but i think they do use saddleloons because NASA is the largest consumer of helium in the world. Yes. So what do they need all the helium for? <laughs> well, I think they do use saddleloons. And I think the saddleloons probably stay up in, because if the Earth isn't really moving that fast, then they just stay overhead and they use them to take pictures. I mean, that's what Google Earth is. I think Google Earth is just, they take the pictures of your backyard using um, well. just regular uh, propeller planes for what it's worth really i don't think the earth is moving at all i just don't think we're boom i think we're solid and if you look at uh, elon musk stuff Tim, oh, so the stars are moving oh the stars do move i mean they circle around and they come back to the same so they're spot. circling okay yeah but the, the, the yeah. north star doesn't move at all boom same spot boom all right yeah yeah so the, the stars move and they circle elon? around and what then elon? in one year you know one year they're at the same spot I mean that's been that's proven. You can see that. Yeah, Elon Musk, he he launched this whole what is it called Starlink or what? What's the name of this thing? His satellite thing. Yeah, that's his. It's all balloons. That's his sat. I yeah. call it satellite satellite simulation. Anything anything hovering above us, like you could call it a satellite. I suppose the stars are satellites too. Could be. So it's just a science fiction term for whatever's above us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Elon Musk is another front for the elite to basically just sell their transhuman agenda. Yeah, feels like it. He's another actor. He's so, not even that smart without a script. He's kind of like Obama. <laughs> I know. If he goes off script, he's a stuttering fool. It's kind of like a robot that you pull the computer card out of. They st- you know, know, like in those old cartoons where they they lose their they lose their program and they just are. 
<laughs> sort of a funny bucket of bolts. He does say some stupid things. He? <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, he, no, he, he is, if you take all his stuttering, if you listen closely, mm. uh, he, he really isn't that smart. He's a good actor, but I think he's just an actor. No. Okay. So, we have one. Obama. Obama. Yeah. Obama was another one. One more here, and then we'll let you go. I got to go too. I got to. Uh, yeah. Does Does your guest think Donald Marshall and the clone story is true? What about Vrills and Draconians? What are Vrills? V R I L L S. I'm not sure. I've heard the word. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't think the cloning is real. I do think. And I, I don't think it's a secret. I think it's pretty well known that we all agree that in vitro fertilization is real. Mm -hmm. There are sperm banks. There are egg banks. Sure. You can freeze your mm -hmm. eggs and your sperm. I think they I think they make people. I really do. I think the intelligence agencies make people all the time. They use surrogates. They pay them pretty well. Like, for instance, the reason we don't know the real Obama story is what if the intelligence agencies just made him. <laughs> so he's he's made to be a leader. Why not? You take a little black, a little white, a little sugar, a little spice. <laughs> you use accepted technology. In vitro has been going on a long time. I don't, I don't know how long, 60, 70 years. So, so you just grab and a little spermie and an egg and create this, this uh, avatar for what you want. Oh, you just make a person. Yeah, now, make most people think would think that's totally unethical. Um, people that can't have children don't think it's unethical, though. So, if 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 people that are infertile can do it, what what would stop any corporation or intelligence agency to do it? So, I think Obama, like many others, they don't have a they have a they have a backstory that doesn't make sense, and so they make the official story, they make the the conspiracy story. And keep people spinning and arguing when you're not arguing about. They don't care what your conclusion is if you're asking all the wrong questions. The real question is, was he made in a lab and made to order, and then he was given a CIA mother, and he was just he was just raised up to be a leader or an influence operator. You know, I, I could go there. The thing that that kind of troubles me with that idea is. I don't know how a body can operate without using the ether or what I would call spirit or God to operate because that's how it works if they don't if they're not a soul and you can't create souls only God does. Well, he's so, a real person. Well, he's also, a real person. He, he had a host. I mean, he had a a surrogate mother. He oh, was okay. probably All right. So so he he's adopted into a CIA family and okay. he's raised to be a leader. Right. Like you and gotcha. your offspring and my offspring, they can never be leaders. That's a lie. Nobody randomly becomes president. Hmm. All these people are picked. Or in this case, I think they're bred now. I agree. Yeah. I think they're just bred. Why not? Look at the power you'd have over that person. You know. Yeah. If you make someone, they you are beholden to some higher power. And thank God. It's the elites. And there I are mean, some, we are yeah, yeah, yeah. talking cattle, so our handlers, they know how to rule over us, and they give us people that aren't black, aren't white, aren't Christian, aren't Muslim. They're just, they're just this mishmash that nobody can put their hands on. And he was very successful in influence operations. A lot of laws, 
were passed under his administration yeah. that are no good for human freedom. But yeah. man, he had a get a he sure could read his lines. He had a nice smile, nice set of teeth. And guess what? That's all people care about. So I think they make people all the time and uh, not for good reasons. Yeah. And I think they make a lot of them inverted. That's where we go with EGI. I think they make, um, have you ever heard of a Free Martin? Free Martin? No. Free Martin is an agricultural term when... You imp if you have a male and female zygote growing in a cow, and what happens is the male hormones that are, in many cases, if they share, say, a placenta, the male hormones affect the female zygote. So it's got female bone structure, but everything else is male because of the, the freak nature occurrence where the testosterone gives the female male secondary sex characteristics so it, it is a female it has a uterus but it's sterile because of the testosterone from its twin brother and i think that happens in humans too and i think they i think they engineer that now where they because they can manipulate sperm and egg in vitro they bombard a female zygote with testosterone hmm. and it grows up as an infertile female and i think they use them and they make them leaders because they can blackmail them because it's kind of a dirty little secret that's why you know there's something off about say trump you know he's got he seems like a man but he has a lot of female features to him hmm. Hmm. Never thought you know, about he's got that. the hips. Yeah. He's got the hips. He's got the gait. By the way, your gait is going to be one of your digital IDs. You're not going to have a chip in your hand. They're using, your face is going to be your digital ID. So unless you can take your face off, you're stuck. Well, we have, we have a guest. So let me interrupt for a second. And he's going to be on a, next week. He's been studying this stuff his whole life. I mean, just totally. That there's ways yeah. to... Um, 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 what do you call it when you copyright your fingerprints, your DNA, your face, and everything, and uh, they don't own it? And you yeah, do. Yeah, but yeah, but when you want to open up the uh, beer fridge at Walmart, that's not going to help. You want your beer, and you're going to need your face to open up the fridge to buy your beer. Yeah, well, that's coming. That's, yeah, well, that's that's coming this but year. But we're just going to make choices, Tim, of the stuff we're going to do, and you know, I know, you know, we'll just make choices. You know. But the other thing that identifies you that I didn't really think about that someone brought up is your gait, which is how you walk. So when we watch you walking away, the computer can digitize your gait, and your gates gates are unique, very unique. Well, we could, co we could copyright that too, right? We'll just copyright that too. I, I don't know. Huh? But I'm just telling you that getting back to Trumpelstiltskin, I think <laughs> that he has a lot of female features like short arms. He's got that little kissy face. Hmm. His eyes are close together. His hips. There's something female. So he may be a free Martin. And those are very rare unless they're made in a lab. So there's a lot of that going on too. Final so question. So you're going to make okay. humans. I keep right, saying final ahead. question, but the emails keep coming in. So final question. <laughs> Does your guest think uh, David Icke is a controlled opposition? We've talked to him many times over the years. 
I think, uh, listen, if he if he thinks 9-11 was real and people really died there, then the answer is yes. Mm. And I think he does. There's a couple litmus tests. If he hasn't looked into the concept of crisis actors and integrated capstone events and lifetime actors and LARPers, if you think OJ really went to trial, yeah, he'd be a high-level gatekeeper, very high-level. Give you 90% truth and then but it, not go all the way. But Tim, it could also be the case where maybe he just doesn't know and doesn't mean all the other stuff he talks about is not right. You know, maybe he just doesn't. Yeah, but he lives and breathes this stuff. He yeah. sells out stadiums. You I, really think yeah, that nobody around him says, hey, Dave, why don't you look at this? And he might say, what are you nah, talking about? You want, do <laughs> you want me to sell out the stadium or do you want me to be talking on some rinky big talk show uh, in the hill country? You know, <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be you honest. Know, <laughs> these guys have a business to run. Is that good for business? You know, no, it's not. I don't make I don't make a living uh, with my ideas. I couldn't do this. That's why I'm busy running trailers and boxes and packages around. Nobody's <laughs> going to listen to me. I couldn't sell out a stadium. So I guess you have to you you have to temper your truth with some just some mainstream ideas that people can latch onto. Well, you have to otherwise. If you're too out what there, are you, what are you going to do? You know. Lose your audience. Like I'm speaking to a, a small audience, but you know what? I think they know or and are listening to what's closer to the truth. So what do you want? You want money or truth? I'm not sure you can have both. Yeah. Well, we'll figure out a way. All right, kiddo. Thanks uh, so much for being on. And uh, the main place to go is fakeologist.com, right? And that'll that'll just lead you down the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, just with go you. there. Yeah, it's just, easy to spell. You can misspell it. You're probably going to find it. Uh, use presearch.com, a real search engine that's not Google. You'll find fakeologist.com. And uh, thanks for having me on oh, for it's just been a, an hour. Been a pleasure. Yeah, just an hour. <laughs> I thought I said, well, we'll do an hour or so. And, and uh, please invite me on, and we'll talk about the big fake that uh, aging is a scam. And uh, I know I'll, I'll tell you about. Well, you're that. proof of it. Well, you're proof that aging is a scam, doing, man. Look at you. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, I, I believe it. You're and You're I only I right. only learned the aging scam thing is about you know maybe fifteen years ago. So I was about you know sixty years or so in my body before I mm. figured it out. So you know got a little got got some mileage on me. But well, how how old do you think the elites live to? Some of the elites. I don't know how old. You know, one hundred fifty. Well, I know. I've heard one hundred fifty. I know Kissinger. You know, he's about hundred. Looks like he's going to die at any yeah. moment. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Right, would brother. you even want to live to 150? You know, sometimes I think I can't, I would love to see how this movie turns out. Yeah, I'd love to come back in 50 years. I, I want to know if if the good guys win or the bad guys have really taken over. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, and I know reincarnation is real, but I believe that you can stay as long as you want. I really do. And why why leave and come back? Just stick around and enjoy the show. And do a talk show. And do a talk show. That's right. <laughs> You know, who knows? <laughs> I keep doing. Oh, uh, you're good. You're a good man. You got a great radio voice. I have to say that. Just hats off. I don't know how my voice is coming oh, it's through fine. on the cell phone. You got a great radio voice, man. Keep up those pipes. All right, baby. Okay, kiddo. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Love you. Take care of yourself. Right. Let me know if you. Right. And please send it. Give me many ideas to, for for cool things. You know, I'm sure you got a list. I'd be. I'd, I'd love to see them. You can take. You can go to my website. And contact any of my guests. I will give you all their contacts. 
half of them are way more interesting than me. Trust me. So I got yeah, I could I could guess you up for a long time in in my area of expertise. Okay. I don't really get into yours health. So get into it, and uh, I'll, I'll we'll we'll we'll. we'll We'll work some synergy together. Okay, brother. Let's Let me keep know. It going. Let me know. We'll see you soon. Take care. All right. Don't Thank forget. You, watch that movie Bye-bye. Drive. Watch that movie Drive. You'll like it. All right. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> see you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Fakeologist.com. What a trip, huh? Like my, my camera's running out. I can see the battery thing. We haven't figured out how to hardwire. It shows you what a luddite I am. I'll see you tomorrow. We got some good guests. I love you all very much. Thanks for your support with our fundraising thing. Really appreciate it. I'm humbled by how quickly we were able to do that. Just cool. Very cool. I love you all. Thank you. May the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.